Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very slow. all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. (laughs) Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March and... Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Thanks for listening to the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com. Or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Let's start with this, though. Jalen Hurts is going to start. Carson Wentz is now the backup. So you're stuck with Carson Wentz for the next two years based upon how his contract is written. They can trade Carson Wentz before June 1st. But he would still count $33.8 million against the cap and would no longer be on their roster. So if you really think he's a lost cause, that's an option. It's an option. That's just like, you know, that this is the this is the option. But if you think that he is uh fixable, you think he's fixable. 
then I believe that this is a reasonable action to take. It's just going to make it really, really hard and really, really ugly at some point in time. We pointed out to you yesterday that what Carson Wentz lacks above all else is confidence. And you continue to kill his confidence by drafting and overdrafting Jalen Hurts and now playing and then starting Jalen Hurts. And I do believe that Philadelphia, in their hearts of hearts, the reason they were so reluctant to play uh, Hurts more early in the year is because they know what many believe and that Jalen, who there's some really good to the Jalen story. I'm not sure if it's viewed the same. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure it's not viewed the same way inside locker rooms as it is maybe nationally. You know, like last year at Oklahoma, he's posting videos working out after playing in for OU. And I know there's a lot of guys that are like rolling their eyes and great. Congrats. Um, but there, there is a certain level of focus. He has played a lot of football. He has played high level football in national championship games, sec, big 12 championship games. He's played it all. So you're not going to get for a, for a kid who's just a rookie. You're not going to get somebody who's seen more. My, my educated guess is one of the reasons they've held off so long in playing him is because they're like, he's not really a NFL quarterback yet and may never be. It wasn't really what we drafted him for, but that's what it's evolved into being because Carson has been so disappointing. Because, look, here, here's the issue that you run into. If he plays well and you found a diamond in the rough, I, I, great, I guess you, you ride with it and you go with him on his second-round contract and Carson Wentz is the a ridiculously overpaid backup and maybe you move him. What's more likely to happen is there's ups and there's downs. Yes, he threw a touchdown pass against the Packers. It was also on four and fourth and thirteen against you know a very soft backup defense, right? So, yeah, there was some good stuff, but there's some other stuff that he doesn't do well. And the more he plays, the more the book they'll get on him. And the issue becomes that with a guy who's young, like if you're going to play Jalen Hurts, you got to give him the benefit of the doubt, allow him to have some bad games, and then what do you do with Carson Wentz? Like, what does it say to Carson Wentz? If you allow Jalen Hurts to play through interceptions and miscues and fumbles and anything else that takes place because you're playing behind a bad offensive line. Look, I'll just tell you what happened at Oklahoma last year. He lost his job to two at Alabama. He's kind of a, what's called a pick and stick thrower. He finds his guy and locks onto him. And if it's not open, he turns into a runner and he's a good runner. He, he lacked great accuracy and the ability to go through progressions when he was at Alabama and when he was at OU. And if you look at the second half of last year at Oklahoma, they made, they made an adjustment. And that adjustment was to, uh, you know, was, was to make him more of a runner. That was it. They wanted to make him more of a runner because they felt like the more he went through his progressions as a thrower, the worse it got. That's really what it kind of came down to. And so you go and, and look at his game logs last year, like, wow, the, the rushing attempts really crept up later in the season because even though he had played a lot of football, his numbers were far inferior to that of his predecessors at the exact same school in the exact same offense. And they just decided, hey, let, let's let him run the football more. Like, go, go and look. This is, this is honestly what happened. You get to... Uh, they played Kansas State, 
and he played poorly. To, they got down big and came back and nearly won the game. He ran it 19, 22, 27, 28, 16, 23 times. <laughs> you have a coach in Lincoln Riley who's turned everybody into a Heisman Trophy candidate via passing. And at Oklahoma, they were frustrated by his lack of accuracy and his ability to go through progression. So they said, if you don't see what you like, then just run it. And it made him more effective. That just doesn't work long-term in the NFL. So they wanted him to be kind of that hybrid Taysom Hill type as a backup with the Eagles. The problem is that they, they, I don't think they took into account Carson Wentz's fragile confidence and what would happen if he started out poorly and it has snowballed and become worse. And now you're really screwed. You got a guy whose contract is virtually untradeable. Virtually untradeable. And if you bench him, how long do you bench him for? Do you sit him the whole rest of the season? Do you wait until Hertz is playing so poorly that you bring him back in? What happens if Hertz plays well? What happens if it plays poorly? As opposed to, had you had a, a better plan, which is, hey, let's just support him with a couple of veteran backups. You know, the Luke, McCa- Luke McNown types. Then, if you pull him for a game or two, everybody knows you're just keeping the seat warm. Now, nothing outside of trying to figure out what to do with Carson Wentz's contract, nothing really changes. It's still a mess in Philadelphia. An absolute mess. Ryan, you want to say you had something that you wanted to j- jump in on? And we've been talking about this topic on and off air. And for people who say, like, why are you talking about the Eagles? They're not because this is really interesting. This, by the way, is I say this all the time. Look, NFL contracts have guaranteed money. These this NFL contracts aren't aren't fully guaranteed. Some actually are, just for less money than. And there's there's most of the reason is that guys get hurt in football and and can never. They're you're one hit away from never playing a sport ever again. The other is for complacency and guys just their careers don't last that long. But the third is sometimes guys lose it. Right? Like a long-term deal is a long-term deal is really only good for the player. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern noon Pacific on Fox sports radio and the iHeartRadio radio app. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the fade. This podcast, we got a great episode coming up picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton, is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, get Creighton, you don't watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, going to win. Not the Big East tournament? They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But, like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Cre- Creighton is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. that. Like, that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a, is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance... Stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Cowherd taking a victory lap, rightfully so, because he's never been all in on the Steelers, even though they were the last undefeated team in the NFL. And, and a big reason is because as good as their defense is, it sustained uh, a substantial blow with Bud Dupree out for the year. That was the first game we got a chance to see them without Bud Dupree, and they lose to Washington. Additionally, they're they're not the same at running the football as they've been, not your traditional Pittsburgh Steelers team. On the other hand, an outstanding wide receiving core. James Washington, Chase Claypool, um, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. Like, they, they have... But they're first in the NFL in drops, seven last night, 12 in the last two games. So we can we can go through all of the different, hey, their defense isn't as good without Bud Dupree. Their offense can't run the football and control and dominate a game when their defense is dominating a game. They're widely dependent on Ben Roethlisberger, who is still good, but not nearly the Roethlisberger of five, no less 10 years ago, post-surgery and with this age. All that said, 31 drops is crazy. Seven last night. How much does the game change if they don't? Well, how much does it change? So, I, I look, I'm not going to sell my stock on Pittsburgh because because if I, if I was, then why wouldn't I sell my stock on Kansas City when they lost to the Raiders 
at home. And it wasn't exactly a great performance against Denver either. And, you know, Denver's not a playoff team. The Chargers nearly beat them. Like, we're going to nitpick over teams because they lose close games in a seven. They played poorly. Steelers played poorly in two games. Both were games that were moved. I, I can't. I, 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 if I'm going to hold them accountable for poor performances, that's fair. I need to hold everybody accountable for poor performances. Everybody. You know, they've had this COVID, the rescheduling thing. You know, it's been a mess. So I'm not telling you that I'm going to take Pittsburgh over Kansas City. I didn't believe that going into last night. I don't believe it now. But I'm also not going to tell you they're anywhere near the rest of the pack in the AFC. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents... A new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. 
smart enough to anticipate your needs even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Chris Sims joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, let's start with Jalen Hurts being named the starter in Philly. What are your thoughts on how they've handled Carson? Well, I mean, listen, I, I, I've talked about this a lot. I mean, first off, it's not Carson Wentz's fault. Sure, does he deserve some of the blame? Yeah, I get that. I mean, does he hold the ball too long at times and do things like that? Yes, he does. But he was also doing that last year for them when he was carrying the squad on both of his shoulders down for a playoff stretch. So that's what made it work. You know, it goes all the way around here. I think we hit on this a little last week. You know, there's not a lot of talent around them, and they've had more moving pieces in the offensive line than just about any team in football. There's not one guy on the offense to be scared of. Other than him, really, you know, they've missed on draft picks. They haven't surrounded him with talent. So there's all those issues. And I heard what you were just saying about Jalen Hurts. That you're right. That didn't help the situation. It definitely didn't. But I'll say this, and I said this yesterday, if I'm Philadelphia, I go with Jalen Hurts, too. We just do it. You have nothing to lose at this point. You need some sort of schematical advantage, some sort of new energy for your football team. You know, oddly enough, you're still not out of the NFC East race there. So there is that, you know, and I think between that and the fact that, you know, everything's Carson Wentz's fault, right? The defense gives up a touchdown. The Philadelphia fans go, oh, Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz. And it's like, what? What are you talking about? It's Darius Slag. No, it's Carson Wentz's fault. So they blame everything on him. And I think he probably needs to take a step back, reevaluate the situation, take a deep breath. And at the very least, okay, if Jalen Hurts does well, hey, great. Maybe they make a run and win some things, and maybe it helps his career and he becomes the quarterback. Or it fails, and everybody in Philadelphia can just shut up and just say, okay, Jalen Hurts is the quarterback, then let's go back to Carson Wentz and end that discussion. So I feel like it's a no-lose situation as far as that's concerned. But you're right, it's going to bring up problems as far as into the offseason of next year, that's for sure. What, uh, what do you think of the Steelers now? I mean, I, I know they, they didn't have, you know, you don't have James Conner. You're not going to be the same running the football. They had a ton of drops right. yesterday. But I'm, I'm wondering what your thoughts are on the Steelers now that they finally lost the game in terms of where they stand in the AFC. Yeah, well, I, you know, first off, you've got to be a little disappointed in their defense that they didn't just close the game out. I think there is something to that. I still question their depth of their defensive line. I'm waiting for a team to go hurry up offense on them like Tom Brady and the Patriots used to do, and then the pass rush is non-existent by halfway through the second quarter. I worry about that with Pittsburgh, and I don't think they still are a great coverage team downfield. Their pass rush, of course, helps their coverage with no Bud Dupree. That scares me. So, and then the offensive side of the ball, I mean, you see it, Doug. There just has to be more. You can't just, it can't always be a four and five yard throw and jam it into tight coverage. Yeah, the receivers dropped a few passes, certainly. There was only one that really affected the game. It was a third and 15 that Juju dropped uh, on, I think, like the second or third drive of the game. Everything else after the drop, they got first downs. It didn't affect, like, the overall prospect of the game. But, you know, you see the other issues. Shotgun, throw at every play. Oh, now we're on the one-yard line. We're going to get underneath the center and run power football. Well, you can't do that. Your offensive line pass protects 
a hundred times, you know, fifty times every week. They don't know how to run the football. So there's got to be either, you know, more formations, more of an attack in the pass game that I'd like to see, or you just got to find some balance in the run game and go from there. But they've been living dangerously, as you know. Uh, it's awesome what they did. I do think it's one of the less lesser 11 and 0 teams I've ever seen. I will say that. But regardless, uh, you know, it came back to bite them in the butt. The last two weeks they've been living dangerously. Best player in the NFL is who? The MVP of the league is who? Right now, I think Aaron Rodgers should be the MVP of football just by a smidgen over Patrick Mahomes. I would give Rodgers the advantage there. I would, though, yes. With everything he's doing, you know, he has moments of carrying the team. He always is efficient in getting them to the right plays and doing things like that. And then, of course, the supporting cast and stuff like that is not even close to what Mahomes has. So I would give him the lead right now. Uh, what do you think, what what has changed with Baker Mayfield? You and I have discussed some of his limitations early in the year and his uneven play. He's played far better of late, and obviously, statistically, he played great football against the Titans. What do you think has, has changed? Yeah, I, I think just getting used to the offense. He's used to the style of play in which he's being asked to play every week. You know, the Jaguars... Uh, two weeks ago, of course, not a good defense. That got him in a good rhythm, certainly, or got their offense feeling confident. And I think the big thing last week was I give Kevin Stefanski a lot of credit. You know, hey, we know they're a run-first football team. He was smart in realizing pretty early on, whoa, Tennessee is going to – they're going to sell out to stop the run. Let's come out with a little bit more of a pass-first mentality and attack them that way to back them off a little bit. And I do think that helped Baker Mayfield get into a rhythm early and, of course, some short fields and things like that. But decisive and really threw the ball uh, great. As good as I've seen him throw it really maybe in about a year or so, maybe since his rookie year. I mean, really didn't miss any throws throughout. And I just think they're, they're figuring, out, figuring out how they want to play. And he's finally figured out, I think, okay, you know, think about him, Doug. It's Oklahoma, throw every play, throw every play, throw every play. Oh, Hugh Jackson, throw every play, throw every play. And then it's, you know, Freddie Kitchens, throw every play, throw every play, throw every play. And now all of a sudden it's like, hey, running on first, running on second. Oh, now we need you to make a big throw on third. That was an adjustment, and I think he slowly but surely has made that adjustment. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Trader. That's the voice of Chris Sims, Football Night America, NBC Sports. You can see him, uh, you can see him all across everything NBC and Peacock does. Let me... Uh, let me go to the Rams. Are they actually yeah. the most dangerous team in the NFC West? Yeah, it, it's tough. I, I mean, I would say they're the most complete team in the NFC West, for sure. I would. You know, of course, we've seen some teams give them some tough problems matchup-wise, and that's, you know, Shanahan and the 49ers match up very well with them. But, I mean, I was just watching Kyler Murray in that game on film. I mean, you know, the Rams' defense is arguably the fastest in football. You know, they're unbelievably coached on that side of the ball along with the talent. And then, you know, the offense plays the right way. It's not as explosive as the numbers look or as we all think it is, you know, with Sean McVay at the helm. But either way, they play tough. They always try to stay consistent with the run game. And it's, to me, always goes back to Jared Goff. Like, if Jared Goff can just make those handful of throws of plays that, you know, McVay won't deliver for him every game, then the Rams are going to be really tough to beat. But that's really really my big thing that I always come back to with them. When the McVay genius isn't quite hitting on all cylinders, 
can Jared Goff cover his butt that few times a year when that doesn't happen? And we saw last uh, the other day, yeah, he did a little bit. You know, he was pretty good carving them up in the drop back pass game, and that defense is certainly one of the best in football. Brian Dable's done a tremendous job with Josh Allen. Josh Allen played Man. great football last. I mean, just great football last night. Right? Is that sustainable? Can he do that? You know, now as the weather gets bad, we get into postseason. Josh Allen's obviously improved. He he had a kind of a started out great lull in the early part of the season. Now playing better. Is this sustainable? Yeah, I, I think it is sustainable. I do. I think, you know, Buffalo has changed their team a little bit. Getting healthy on defense, they've become a little bit more exotic and aggressive on defense. That's made that side of the ball better. And the one thing I think we're seeing, too, with Buffalo, you know, it's kind of like Kansas City. Early on in the year, hey, it's high-flying, zoom, zoom, we're throwing lasers all over the field. Team's adjusted. And I think they added a little bit of an adjustment period, too. Wait, whoa, how do we find our plays and how do we execute offense? But I think last night you saw a little everything. Oh, you're going to give us big plays? Okay, we'll take it. Oh, you're going to play coverage and not let up big plays? Well, we can be surgical and go six and seven yards at a time. And he can throw the ball plenty accurate. And then when nothing's there, I, I don't know. He's a superstar. It's him and Patrick Mahomes as far as extending plays and making things happen when nothing's there. They're the two best in the sport right now. I mean, what he did last night, really, it's because it's Buffalo and Josh Allen. If any other quarterback played that way against the 49ers in a Monday night football game, it would have led every sports show today. But it's Josh Allen, and whatever reason, the people don't want to latch on to that. Hopefully that'll get last night some people to buy in. I do think it's sustainable. I look at Buffalo a few weeks ago, I've gone, they're a playoff team that maybe wins one game. It's fun to watch. I'm starting to think now here after the last three or four weeks where I go, ooh, no, they could be a true Super Bowl contender in the AFC. I mean, they beat the Patriots, they dominated the Seahawks, should have beat the Cardinals, played well against the Chargers, now the 49ers. I mean, they're on a little bit of a run, and things are all going in the right direction. Chris Sims is our guest on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, okay, so so this is interesting to me. Um I think we all left the Giants for dead, right? Yeah. They, yeah. they lose, you know, you, you lose your star running back. They're already in rebuild mode. Daniel Jones didn't appear to be there yet. You got Joe Judge, no one ever heard of, is now your head coach. And now they've turned this thing and they beat Seattle in Seattle with Colt McCoy as their starting quarterback. Um, I, I mean, I guess, I mean, I, I had heard, hey, Dave Gettleman, they got to win some games or he's going to lose his job. Is, yeah. is this just a, a, uh, average team in a bad division, or do you like what they're doing, what they're building with the Giants? No, yeah, I, I kind of like it, Doug. I do. I, I think it's you know a little bit of an above average team in an average division. They're not perfect, but they're, they're, there's you know the first thing they got, and, and you know this, you know they're they're huge up front on both sides of the ball. So there, there's really no team in football that's going to overpower the New York Giants up front. That's going to give you a fighting chance in just about every football game. The biggest thing they did last week, or the biggest thing they do, first off, their defensive coordinator, Patrick Graham, is one of the best in the game. You know, he's new, and so he doesn't get a lot of headlines yet. But the way he runs certain game plans, you know, very smart what he did. He basically begged Seattle to run the football. He played a lot of two safety looks and just said, hey, I'm not going to let D.K. Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and be the bomb show out here. He wasn't going to let that happen. Seattle, oddly enough, not patient with the run game. I, I've never seen them like that, where it's just so many 
hey, you, you need to run the ball here. You're not going to get a successful pass play into this look. But where the Giants are dangerous, at least on the defensive side of the ball, Doug, is they're huge up front. I mean huge. You know, they got guys like Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams as their defensive ends. You know, one guy's 345 pounds, the other guy's 305 pounds. And then they got two 330-pound two, two defensive tackles in the game, too. So their starting D line is the biggest in football, and it does allow them to basically play coverage a lot, where they just go, we think our front four will stop the run. We don't care if you're outnumbered us or whatever. And that allows them to play really creative stuff on the back end defensively. And offensively, they're just running the ball and managing the game the right way. The big thing that they've done is they just haven't turned it over as much. Joe Judge, Belichickian, and the way he's managing the team and everything right now. I like the Giants and at least the direction they're going in. Awesome awesome stuff. Your thoughts on Lamar tonight against the Cowboys. We've only seen Cam as a quarterback come back from COVID, and he hasn't been the same, although you know, I, I don't know what Cam would have played like had he not got COVID. What do you, how do you think Lamar plays with other guys that haven't practiced and uh, on the other hand he's coming off of yeah. the COVID list? Yeah, no, I, you know, I, I, I guess, hey, listen, do I think there'll be a little rust maybe? I think that comes maybe in the past game. But I, I just I expect the Ravens team tonight to be pissed off and Lamar Jackson pissed off. And I, I, I think they're going to handle the Cowboys. I can't imagine the Cowboys being able to handle their run game in general. And then, you know, offensively, the Ravens with that secondary, hey, they can match up with those Cowboys receivers. And, of course, that offense is nothing special to begin with. Zeke Elliott's not as good as he was in his prime, and that O-line's a shell of its former self. So I, I expect a 10, 11-point win from the Baltimore Ravens at least. Good stuff, Chris. Hope you're well and safe. Uh, wishing you and yours a very Merry Christmas, and thanks for joining us uh, on Fox Sports Radio. Anytime, Doug. You the man. Have a good week. I'll talk to you next week. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. 
Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Let's bring in Brett McMurphy, who works for Stadium Sports. He's covered college football for years. He joins us in the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. First thing is, can Ohio State catch a game? Like, there's talk, hey, why can't Texas A&M roll up and play them as their SEC game was canceled? Do you think Ohio State will get a game anyway? Uh, I think it's not likely. They're not going to play out of conference. The SEC is not playing out of conference. The Big Ten's not playing out of conference. I don't think because you and I and Everyone on Twitter says, hey, let's pair these teams up that they're suddenly going to play 72 hours or, um, you know, after these games get canceled. Um, there could be another postponement or another cancellation uh, in the in the Big Ten. Purdue uh, did not practice today. They're supposed to play Indiana. So that means Indiana would be available. But as we know, Ohio State already played Indiana. Um, I think what's more likely is that the Big Ten ADs vote to change the rule. They're the ones that created the rule before the season that you would have to play a minimum of six games. You know, I reported on Saturday that it was likely they would change the rule uh, if Ohio State was only able to play five games. And then today, uh, Michigan AD Ward Manuel uh, was on a conference call discussing the cancellation of the Ohio State game, and he was asked specifically, should Ohio State be allowed um, to play if they can only play five games. And he said, you know, that, that him and the conference are open to the conversation about it. And that he did what he did say that was telling is, you know, we made this decision months ago, not knowing where the virus should be. I don't think anyone should be punished by decisions we made months ago. So right there, he's laying the groundwork of, yeah, they're going to allow Ohio State to play in the Big Ten title game and obviously a win in the Big Ten title game over Northwestern locks in the Buckeyes for the college football playoff and all the millions of dollars that they bring to the school and the conference. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox sports radio. Uh, okay. So then Ohio state would be in the big 10 championship game. We already have 
Um, Notre Dame and Clemson going to play in the ACC championship game. If Notre Dame loses, do you think they play in the college football playoff? That's where it gets tricky. I think if it's a close game, that yeah, they're going to be in because then the, their best win would be against Clemson, who at that point would be number two in the in the rankings. Who's behind them? Well, Florida's behind them. Florida, we're assuming, is going to lose to Alabama, so they drop off. Cincinnati's at number seven. Cincinnati's not going to jump Notre Dame by beating Tulsa. Uh, Cincinnati canceled their, their game against Tulsa this week. They will play them in the American Championship game next week. So I don't think a win over Cincinnati is going to, excuse me, over Tulsa is going to vote Cincinnati over Notre Dame. So really the only school they have to worry about is Texas A&M at number five. Well, Texas A&M was supposed to play Ole Miss this week. That game got canceled. So I, I believe they're supposed to play Tennessee next week, but I'm not even, at this point, Doug, my my brain's fried. So I'm not sure. They're going to play somebody, but they're not playing Alabama again. They've already beat Florida. So really, whoever Texas A&M beats next week, I don't think is enough to vault them over Notre Dame. If Notre Dame hangs close. Now, where it gets tricky is if, if Clemson rolls Notre Dame, and by roll, I would say a three-touchdown spread, rolls Notre Dame in the conference championship game, then the committee has to decide does a Texas A&M team that beat Florida deserve to get in over a Notre Dame team that just got rolled by Clemson and whose best win was against a Clemson team without their best player in Trevor Lawrence? I don't know the answer to that. Um, that's a tough call. Um, but ultimately, that's what it would boil down to as long as Alabama, you know, obviously doesn't get upset and Ohio State remains undefeated. Breckman Murphy joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. What do you know about Tom Herman's status at Texas? Well, it's Urban Meyer's not walking through that door, so Chris Del Conte's got a tough decision. And I think ultimately, um, I think that they end up keeping him. I think because a combination of there's not anyone out there other than Urban that would really get the fan base, um, you know, excited about. There's pluses and minuses for the candidates that, that probably would get a good look. Uh, but I don't think there's any sure shot like there would be with with Urban Meyer as far as the fan base. Now, there's no guarantee Urban would come in and win a national championship, but at least he would have everybody wearing burnt orange uh, behind him. I don't think that necessarily would be the case with the, with other people. And I think so a combination of Urban uh, not coming to Austin and the, the COVID implications financially, yeah, even Texas is is hurt a little bit by, by the COVID uh, financial implications. I think uh, Tom Herman comes back unless he does what Charlie Strong does, and that is Kansas this week. But but Texas is – I don't even know if they've returned to practice this week. They may not even play this week against Kansas. But uh, I guess to answer your question, I I don't feel 100% on this, but I would lean more towards Tom Herman returning next year for Texas. What do we do about USC, right? Like, look, we're in this weird space where USC fans hate their coaches – Think they should be fired. <laughs> Don't think they're, but they, they are four zero, and they are USC, right? And then we have this weird you, the the Pac twelve, like they won't bend and have two undefeated teams from the same division who haven't played each other play each other in their Pac twelve. But what do we do with USC? Well, they will go to the Fiesta Bowl if they're the Pac twelve champs, and they'll probably play, um, you know, Indiana or Northwestern 
or maybe Wisconsin um, in a nice bowl game. But, you know, the, the not the problem, because that's not fair, but the, the issue for people that don't want Clay Helton around for this year is, you know, he's probably going to go undefeated and he's probably going to win the Pac-12. Uh, you know, granted, they're only going to play five, six games, whatever the number is. And again, you've got all the implications of COVID. So there's really, you know, nothing that people who don't want Clay Hilton, there's really nothing that they can hope for. Unless somehow, you know, Urban's, you know, trying to line up a deal to go to SC, um, you know, but they had a chance to, they had a chance to get rid of Clay last year um, and make him run at Urban and, and they decided not to. So um, good news is if, your SC fan, your Pac-12 champs. Bad news if you don't like Clay Helton, he's not going anywhere. Where's Matt Campbell go? Uh, I think he's most suited for a Midwestern job, like a Michigan, like an Ohio State, like a Notre Dame. And I don't know necessarily if if any of those are going to open up. Certainly, you know, Notre Dame or Ohio State that would that would be a surprise, and that would be if if Brian Kelly or Ryan Day opted to go to the NFL. Um, I don't have any knowledge that, that that would happen, but that's the only way those jobs would open up. Um, Ward Manuel was asked about the, this coaching situation with Harbaugh, and he said, you know, he will discuss uh, the Harbaugh's situation with Harbaugh after the season like they've planned all along. So if that opens up, then Matt Campbell would be a prime candidate to go to Michigan. Um, he's done an incredible job at Iowa State. And, uh, you know, he would obviously be number one on the list. He's been mentioned as a possibility at Texas. Um, you know, I don't know if he would want to go to Texas, to be honest, seeing what's gone on there. He's seen it um, firsthand, you know, being, being in Ames and, you know, quite frankly, beating the beating the Longhorns. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting, though. Like the Harbaugh thing, John Bacon reporting that Ward Manuel's talked about an extension. Obviously, Harbaugh's deal... Uh, he, he's got the shortest deal in the league, and there was an extension previously discussed. You know, I, I, I think I think Michigan's probably trying to wrap their heads around, is this like Brian Kelly five years ago, or is this different in terms of our one-year dip? You're absolutely right. In the, in the thing with Brian Kelly, I mean, it, they were 4-8. and eight. I mean, and there were people that wanted to get, get rid of him, and so look what happened. You, you oh my God, you, you gave somebody a chance. You were patient. Um, and, and look what happened. It worked out. So if you, you know, if you think the guy, your guy is the guy, you know, everyone doesn't have a great year every year. Um, you know, and so you, you stick with them. The problem is the fan bases are so fickle. What have you done for me? Not lately. What have you done for me in the last minute? So, um, they, they aren't as patient as they used to be. And that's kind of how it is right now. And, and, you know, Nick Saban and, you know, told this story a couple of years ago. They were, I don't know, twelve and one, thirteen and one. They lost the national championship, and he was on vacation. And this old couple came up to him at a restaurant and said, "Can we get a picture?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure." And this little old lady's got his arm around him as to get ready to take the picture. She goes, "Don't worry." She goes, "You know, you can do better next year." And he's like, "What in the hell? We're thirteen and one, you know." But that's the mentality. If you're not undefeated, if you're not national champs, uh, you know, there's 129 teams that are never satisfied. Yeah, no, I mean, it's... And obviously, it's different when you're two and four and the way in which they've lost to some of these games. And the frustration, I think, obviously, was before it was about Ohio State. Now you're losing to, to other teams, you know, to Indiana's of the world, and the game's not terribly 
uh, terribly, terribly competitive. I think it does it does change some things. Brett McMurphy, no, from you're Stadium. right. But if this is a this is a good year to to have a bad year, like James Franklin, you know, yeah. one in five. This is a perfect year to to do that because of COVID and just all the strange circumstances. Brett, great stuff. Merry Christmas to you and your family. Thanks so much for joining us. You too, Doug. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Billy Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, Shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.